The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Listeners should not act upon the content or information in this podcast without first seeking appropriate individualized advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. The views expressed in this podcast may change without notice and may differ from those views expressed from other bank personnel. The bank makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. Welcome to the CMB Financial Wellness Show, where we discuss popular topics to help guide you in your financial decision making. My name is Denise Dose, and today I'm joined by Jessica Young Carbonell to discuss credit. It's very timely as I have a teenage daughter who's getting ready to head off to college, so I'm trying to teach her about credit. So this will be the, the first podcast that I instruct her to listen to. Thanks for joining us, Jessica. Thanks for having me here. It's very exciting, and that's a, a great audience, but really anyone who is interested in credit or has had questions about credit, this is a great topic for them to listen in on. Great. So what do you mean by building or establishing credit? How do you, how do you kind of get started? Awesome question. So credit is the concept of using a service or buying something today and paying for it in the future. Credit is part of your financial power and personal independence, and it helps you to get the things that you need now based on your promise to pay later. So when we talk about building or establishing credit, what we are really saying is that we want to start creating a track record to show others how good you are at coming through on your promise to pay someone back. There are three credit reporting agencies that take a look at your track record and report out a score on how well you do at paying your obligations. The higher your score, the better your credit, and the more likely it is that if you borrowed money, you would pay it back as agreed. So so what you're saying is if I don't pay things back on time, I might have a lower credit score. Absolutely. Because really what you're looking at is how well have you done it? Turning in your homework. Did you turn it in on time? Did you not turn it in at all? And how likely are you to turn it in again in the future? Well, that's definitely important. And having a, a deadline and sticking to that deadline will keep you right on track. Absolutely. So what does it mean to have a, a, a good credit? So having good credit means that you pay somebody back and that you pay them back when you say you are and in the amount that you're going to. And that could be as simple as borrowing someone's lawnmower from them. You know, you borrow it on Friday and you're supposed to give it back on Monday. Did you give it back on Monday? Was the lawnmower in the same condition as when you gave it when you borrowed it? If you borrow the lawnmower and broke it, (laughs) chances are that the neighbor is not going to let you borrow anything again because you can't really be trusted. So having good credit really boils down to understanding the rules about borrowing and paying someone back. I always say that understanding the rules of of the game will allow you to play the game. So if you were told, if you thought that there were only four outs in baseball and you're always looking to have those four outs, you'll never win the game because there are only three outs in baseball. So you have to know the rules in order to play the game. When someone decides to loan you something, they set rules and when when the money needs to be paid back, uh, how much it is to be paid back, what happens if you don't pay it back. So it's really important to kind of understand those rules. And, And normally when we're talking about credit, we're talking about an interest rate or a time period of how long it's supposed to be paid back. 
and trying to just understand what those rules and what the, the the details are will help you kind of achieve your your goals of paying that back in a timely manner and potentially or returning it back or uh, winning the game, as you might say. Yeah. So I've heard of a credit report and credit score. Can you really tell me like what the difference is? So if you think back to when you were in school and you had classes each day, in those classes you had homework that you had to turn in, and at the end of the quarter or the end of a time frame, you got a report card on how you did in the class and how you really did at turning in your homework. As I mentioned before, did you turn in your homework? Did you turn it in on time? Did you turn it in at all? A credit report is your report card on all of the loans or services that you use that you're obligated to pay for. So the credit report really says how well you've done at making your payments for your obligations. So those payments could be your car payment, for example. Did you make your car payment for the month? Did you make it on the date that you were saying that you would? Did you make it in the amount that you're supposed to? Your credit score is that overall reflection of all of those payments. So the higher the number of the credit score, the more likely you are able to make those payments, make them on time, and make them for the amount that you are scheduled for and what you've essentially promised to already do. Great. So I think like if you, the analogy of homework, you know, you're hoping to get 100 on your assignments. Uh, a perfect credit score is, I think, 850, and not many people achieve that, but it's it's something to work towards and strive is to have uh, not too much debt, but have credit that you're paying everything back on time to get the highest number possible. Absolutely. So let's say my daughter, who's 18, is getting ready to go away to college. She doesn't have credit yet. She doesn't have anything established. Um, how, typically, how do you get credit? Great question. So when it comes to getting credit, the first reminder is to have patience. Credit is a long-distance marathon, and it's not a sprint that you will be able to achieve in a short period of time. Um, When you think about credit and why it is that way, credit takes time because you have to borrow, you have to create a borrowing history. So when you think about creating a borrowing history, that can come in many shapes and sizes. So, for example, having a phone in your name, a credit card, a loan, a cable bill, those are all goods and services that you use today but pay for in the future. So the catch is that sometimes a company does not want to take the risk that you'll pay them back. And when that happens, companies might ask you for some participation, some skin of the game. They might ask you for a deposit to help cover the risk. If you've ever rented an apartment, they'll ask you for what's called a security deposit. If your apartment at the end of the lease is in good shape, no holes or broken windows, and you'll get your deposit back. But if there are damages, if you need to paint, if you have a broken window, that original deposit goes to help fix the broken bits. So in banking, we call this deposit collateral, and collateral helps to secure the risk of a company not getting their money back. So collateral could be that stepping stone for, if, for example, for your daughter um, to help establish that positive borrowing history. Right. Most likely she's not going to have a lot of collateral at this point, so she might be looking for a co-signer, which is a, another different issue to help you uh, start to establish credit. 
So that kind of brings us into, you know, the, the next kind of question that I had is, you don't have collateral, so uh, how do you still go about building that credit? And that happens for a lot of people. It's like saying you need a dollar to get on the bus, but in order to get to the bank to get that dollar, you got to get on the bus. So which one comes first? So it's always important to look at your budget and know how much money is coming in and how much money is going out. And sometimes you'll hear that referred to as a debt to income ratio. And what's important to think about is that money doesn't always have to go to bills. It could be other obligations like dog food or birthday presents, groceries, things like that. But when you can look at your budget, it's important to do so because then you can really start to look at how much money you can put to the side and maybe it's something that you take out a little bit at a time so maybe it's ten dollars each paycheck and you save up for that kind of um, larger collateral deposit sometimes saving little by little allows you to come up with a set dollar amount that can become your security deposit for your collateral You'll want to do some research on what's called a secured credit card because many companies offer the product and it allows you to start to build your history. So with the application for the card, you provide your deposit and then when you are approved, the money then becomes your spending limit. Each month you can borrow from that money and then make purchases. You'll receive a bill for what you purchased and then have the opportunity to pay them back. So in a nutshell, you can save a little bit at a time and then get to that larger amount to be able to have that set of collateral. Great. I know um, when I'm talking to my daughter about things that she might want, and, you know, kids always, they always want a new car for some reason. I don't know what it is. But I always say, if you save up X dollars and have that as what's called the down payment, it looks like you have a, a good good percentage put into that asset so you're not borrowing the whole amount that it's worth and that that ratio of the value of it and how much you have saved up is kind of your your incentive to credit agencies banks um, whatever you may call it that say I'm I'm putting a good faith deposit towards this so that um, I'm more vested in that and it looks better the more that you save up are there other rules to know about credit? So there's some things that you want to keep in mind when you're thinking about credit. Too many inquiries can hurt your credit score. And what I mean by inquiries is checking in on your credit. So if you think of it this way, you park next to a car every morning and you hit the car door next to you. And it's just a small ding. And that happens every day, every day, you open the car door and that ding happens. You're going to get a pretty large dent and that dent is going to take some time and money to fix. And so essentially too many dings in a small period of time can lead to that dent in your credit score. And dings can be something like applying for a new cell phone or applying for a store credit card, applying for a car loan. It's things that are inquiring on how have you done at borrowing and paying back and it doesn't mean that you can't have inquiries but it's better to space them out over a period of time so it doesn't have as large of an impact on your credit score. So what you're saying is when I go to the mall and they all offer me um, a discount if I apply for their credit card um, on the spot 
um, those are all little dings against your credit report. So I go to Macy's and I go to Target and Walmart or whatever, and they say, oh, if you open our card today, you get a a 10% discount. Um, Be cautious of that because it might look like you're overextending yourself and having too much outstanding credit based on what your income might be. For sure. When places say, we'll get you the best rate, they might be checking various institutions all at once, and those are all separate dings on your credit. Are there other rules that we should know about credit? So having good credit can cost you less in the long run. So generally speaking, when you have a contract with a company, you are basically having an agreement to borrow and pay something back. There has to be in something in it for the company as well. That borrowing doesn't come for free. They're going to charge you and that charge is called interest. So they calculate how much you originally borrowed and they are, will then essentially charge you an interest to, and they'll put the two together. Those two things together are your monthly payments. And the better you are at making your payments on time as, and as agreed, the less risky you are. So when the risk is lower, you're more likely to be eligible to receive a lower interest rate. When you're a higher risk, they have to have that reassurance. So they will tend to charge you a higher interest rate to make sure that they get their money back. So when you make purchases, it's really important to understand what that bottom line is. How much will that phone really be when you're done paying for it? How much will the car really be when you're done with your loan? Understanding what interest rate you are being charged will make a financial difference to you in the long run. So you mentioned financial power, personal independence. How do we tie that into credit? So when you want to borrow money to buy a car, we already know that you'll need to have a positive borrowing history and enough money to pay back the car payments. If that borrowing history proves that you're too much of a risk, you'll most likely need to apply for that car loan with another person. And at this point in time, you're not independent because you have to rely on another person's borrowing history to show that they are less of a risk than you. History tells us that they are more likely to make their car payments than you. So there's a sense of financial empowerment when you can walk into a store, apply for that credit card, and walk out knowing that you got approved. That you can walk into a car lot and apply for a car loan and know that you can walk away without having to reach out to anyone else to help you with the payments or with positive credit. Thank you. This has been a lot of information. Um, do you think you could give us maybe three three takeaways? Absolutely. So the first one I would say is understand the rules of the game. Get informed about when are you meant to make your payments and how much is expected of you to pay. I would say two, make your payments on time. Make sure you turn in your homework. Create that borrowing history that's positive. And three, know how much it's going to cost you in the long run. So really know your numbers. Thank you, Jessica. I might just add um, sometimes with, with credit, is is it a need or a want and do you need it um, or do you just want it and if you want it are you willing to pay that much more once you add in all the interest and payments and sacrifices that you might have to make when you're when you're stretching your your budget out a little bit so um, know know your know your spending know what uh, you're gonna cost it's gonna cost you 
And hopefully you've gotten a lot out of this today. Thank you for joining us, Jessica. Thanks for having me.